This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1175. Memorized speaking answers lower your score. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. Should you memorize IELTS speaking answers? Definitely not. Today we share why this can be disastrous for your score. We also give you tips for how you should personalize answers to score seven or higher on test day. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Aubrey. How's your week going so far? Excellent. How are you? Except my toenails falling off. I was mentioning. I hiked <laughs> That's the Grand the Canyon. Big news. And it was really rough on my body, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, Aubrey and I are, you know, we're active. We uh, like to feel and think young. But uh, right now, I think both of us kind of feel a little old. I, I don't want to say worst. it. <laughs> I know. I, I keep trying to do things that would have been super easy 20 years ago. And I still think I feel young. I think young. So I think I'm going to yeah. be fine. And then totally. my body rebels. yeah i have to get another knee surgery now because i tore my acl again playing basketball against kids (laughs) that's awesome okay but you guys we are not here to talk about old knees or toenails falling off (laughs) even though i do want to talk about that because it's gross and i love gross stuff but no today guys we are talking about the the grossness of memorizing speaking answers. I really love that segue because that <laughs> is gross, right? You don't want to memorize speaking answers. It's not really gross, but it's a bad idea. Bad idea, guys. Um, we know that there are so many textbooks out there, especially by local publishers. So like um, if you live in Taiwan, a local publisher or Iran, I know there's a lot of local authors doing IELTS books. I've seen a lot of these before where it's just like answers. It's just books of answers for speaking and writing and um, and online, right? And guys, you cannot memorize or use someone else's answer. And we are going to tell you why today with some entertaining examples. Um, but okay, let's talk about first why we're mentioning this. There was a question in Facebook, right? Yes, exactly. In our Three Keys IELTS Facebook group, one of our Three Keys students asked a very good question where I had post every Tuesday, I post a brainstorm for students to give a sample speaking answer. And it's a great opportunity to think about how would I answer this in a high level way, a high score 
boring way, right? And this week's question was, what do you think is the most useful electronic gadget? And so students are giving these great answers. And one student asked, can you tell me the best possible answer for this question that you have posted? And so I let them know right away, change your mindset, right? There is not a Mm -hmm. best possible answer because you're going to answer with personal details and that will be different for everyone. There Mm -hmm. are definitely good strategies to give a high level answer, but it kind of got me thinking. And Jessica and I said, we should do a podcast episode about this because I think students make assumptions and think about it the wrong way. And that can be devastating for your score. Right, exactly. So it's not like you're not, um, there's not a best answer like best idea, you know, like you, if you talk about a cell phone, it's a band nine, but if you talk about a computer, it's a band six, like that's not a thing. What makes it the best answer is that you use great vocab, good grammar structures, have expressive pronunciation, um, and you accomplish those three things because you improve your English a great deal before the test, and you are able to express your personal thoughts and personal opinions in a fluent way, right? That's all a high-scoring answer. That's the best answer, not the idea itself. Right. I think that's the first problem that a student can think that there's one right answer that the examiner expects. And if you don't give that answer, maybe you're going to get a lower score. I could see how this could really derail you. It could make you pause at the beginning to think, hmm, what would the examiner think is the best answer? That's the worst thing you can do. Instead, you should be saying what comes to mind, what you think. The examiner is not thinking of the ideal perfect answer. They're just listening for you to do those things Jessica mentioned, right? Personal details, Mm -hmm. high-level vocab, great pronunciation. They don't care what the actual answer is as long as it's on topic. As long as it's on topic, yeah. So, yeah, there's a couple dangers there, right? If you are answering with what you think the examiner wants to hear, um, here's, here's one way that could go wrong. If you think, oh, well, cell phone, like it has to be cell phone, you know what? Every other candidate that day is going to talk about a cell phone. Um, So like that's the first danger is you're just blending into the crowd. You are showing an average, you know, idea that everyone else has. So like we say on this podcast, often, if you want to impress the examiner in speaking and writing, especially speaking, then you need to stand out. And that is like, get say something sort of wacky as long as it's an electronic device, like, Maybe you talk about your toaster, you know, because I you love toast. I mean, I could say that every single morning I have one piece of toast with peanut butter. Like that's just my go-to breakfast. I don't have to think about it. Anyway, I could like give a lot of details about that, what I put on my toast, what kind of bread it is, what the toaster looks like, um, because it's true about me. When you talk about something true about you, you have more to say. Yes, and your pronunciation will be better because you find yourself passionate about it. You're like, this is something I care about, or I think it's funny, or it's interesting. So my intonation is going to be automatically more native and natural. Yeah, and you could be like, uh, okay, this, maybe it's crazy. I know a lot of people would be like, cell phones, computers, blah, blah, blah. But 
I want to talk about a toaster. Like, that would be so much more fun. Yes, I know. I would really love that. And it's true if the examiner's having to ask the same question a lot, it's going mm-hmm. to start feeling that some vocab that you might think is band nine less common. If you're giving the same answer, suddenly the examiner's hearing that over and over and over. And if you think outside the box and say something more specific to you, then you're Mm -hmm. going to give some vocab that the examiner hasn't heard yet that day, band nine. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Because it cannot be less common if if everyone is saying it. Right. (laughs) That's the opposite of less common. It is common. Okay. So we're going to give you guys um, a few examples of how this could go wrong, memorizing or using someone else's answer to um, address this question. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So what if you are looking at like an old textbook with old answers and someone may have written a model about an iPod, right? Like nobody uses iPods anymore. And maybe you're not even exactly sure what an iPod is and you think it's the same as an iPhone. Like there are so many ways this could go wrong, right? Like using outdated material, someone else's idea. And then the whole thing is just wrong. The vocab is wrong because you don't know what you're talking about and you don't have any personal examples because you don't actually know what an iPod is, let alone have an iPod to talk about. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? Or uh, there's another another one I was thinking about if you for example read uh, an answer about like a blender because someone's yeah. talking about how they drink p- protein shakes so their blender is very important to them. So you think that was a high level answer. I'm going to share this, but you don't drink protein shakes. You don't really care about your blender. So you're trying to <laughs> share these details. It's going to be a lot harder to remember these details yeah. even if you've memorized that answer and even if you are able to say it, it's going to sound rote. It's going to sound memorized. It's very hard to have that natural interesting intonation and let emotion sound when it's not something that you actually feel passionate about or excited about. Exactly. Like this is someone else's idea. You're not interested in this. You have no emotion connected to it. So it's not going to come out in your voice. Right. And maybe it's like you look at this example answer and you see interesting vocab blender, protein, shake. And you're like, ooh, that's amazing. I don't know what these words mean, but I'm going to say them. That, like, You're probably going to say them wrong, right? Yes. Um, and you won't have any follow-up details because, again, you don't know exactly what you're saying. So, so many reasons. That was a great example not to memorize someone else's answer. Do we have one more example of a a poorly uh, chosen answer to memorize? Yes, I love this idea because if I asked my seven-year-old son this question, I guarantee you that he would talk about his Nintendo Switch. It's a video game console (laughs) that he's so addicted to. Yeah. But if, you know, you had read an answer from someone who's a big gamer into video games and you memorize that answer, but you hate video games, you're not excited about them, I guarantee you that's going to be a low scoring answer (laughs) because it's so unnatural for you to talk about how you're excited about this video game console when really you do not 
agree with that. You don't feel that way. And like, this is, uh, this could be a topic in speaking part two. Can you imagine trying to talk for two minutes about something that's actually not connected to you? Like, no, it would be, how are you? It's hard enough when you minutes? are talking about something you're connected to and excited about to fill two minutes. <laughs> it's impossible if you're not, if you don't have personal details, it's so hard to fill that time. Yeah. So using memorized answers, trying to copy someone else's idea. First of all, like respect yourself and your own ideas. Don't be like, oh, my ideas are terrible. I have to use someone else's. So first of all, like respect your own brain and trust that you're an adult with a life of experience and you do have interesting stuff to say. You've been alive for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. That's a lot of years. (laughs) You have stuff to say, guys. Um, But at the end of the day, if you are memorizing someone else's answer, it will ruin your fluency and coherence score. It'll ruin the pronunciation score. And most likely, it will affect the vocab score because you won't have enough to say um, to add those details in that vocab. So guys, you got to practice yourself before the test and don't practice with someone else's answers. You need to practice coming up spontaneously with your own ideas. Yes. And another note on the vocabulary. I can imagine the student who asked this question thinking, okay, maybe I could answer about everything, but I feel like there's ideal slang or ideal idioms or ideal vocabulary that could be used for that answer. And maybe that's what they're asking for. I think that's another thing to note here is there's so much possible, right? There's so many different slang phrases and idioms that you can work into any answer. So if you only memorize five or six and think these are ideal and I need to use these, it's very unlikely that you'll get the perfect question for those. So you really need to have a wide vocabulary. You need to learn all these different phrases and the context for them so that you're ready for any question and not trying to fit just a few phrases into the questions you're asked. There just isn't ideal vocabulary for every IELTS test. Um, I, in our personal coach classes, guys, when we work one-on-one with students, I can tell if students are trying to uh, shoehorn in vocabulary because like it doesn't always make sense with the answer, right? Um, And students are always surprised. Like after they finish answering, I was like, you were trying too hard to push in that vocab and it doesn't work. So it's never going to help your score, guys. So natural, spontaneous fluency. And you have to practice this a lot. It's not memorizing someone else's answers. It's you speaking English out loud as much as possible, even to yourself. All right, guys. So if you know someone that's studying IELTS or is preparing for any English exam, uh, share the show IELTS Energy. And remember to follow us, guys, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, because we have some super cool bonuses coming up in addition to regular episodes. Um, All right. Awesome. Aubrey, thank you so much. Let's, uh, Let's talk tomorrow. Yes, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you guys tomorrow, too. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.